What's up, gang? Thanks for joining me. Welcome back. I'm back in Michigan for all of, not even a week, here for the weekend, and then I'm heading out. I'm actually just finishing up packing. I fell asleep watching the Chargers, whatever game. It's Sunday evening. This will be out for you to watch Monday morning. Unless you're really late Sunday night. Unless you're up really late Sunday night and you want to watch this and you're watching it Sunday night. Hey, more power to you. But this will be uh, out Monday morning for most folks. Um, so, yeah, I'm here in Michigan. I'm packing up and getting out of here. I'm going to California tomorrow for a couple of weeks. Again, it's been a nice uh, few days, you know, back in Michigan. But the snow is here. It's cold. I don't mind snow, but, man, it's like biting cold out right now. And so I'm not ready for it just yet. And so getting out of here. Um, <coughs> but before we do... I'm going to do some cash pineapple. So, hey, as I'm sure most of you noticed, markets had a nice little recovery. We had the best two-day rally in over two years to end the week. Uh, best two-day rally, I believe, since like April 2020. So, and that was largely fueled by the CPI report came in cooler, finally. Inflation came in cooler than expected. I think it's 7.7 versus 8-something. Excuse me, inflation is still very high, obviously, but the fact that it's coming in lower for the first time in, man, at least a year, at least, probably longer. So this is the first time that that uh, that we haven't had a terrible inflation report, which is why I didn't hold contracts for trades into CPI last week, because I, like I talk about on here, I'm not... I don't like holding things through earnings right now, through major, like, like FOMC, through CPI, like major events like that. The volatility is so high. The implied volatility is so high. I don't like messing with it. I kind of like making my moves after the fact, like seeing the reports come out and then making your moves. That would have been big. That You still could have made great money with CPI uh, last week doing that. So although I know that came out, I believe, on Thursday, um, there were still plenty of chances to make money on those days. Uh, so, yeah, of course, if you would have caught the move going into it, of course, you could have made a little bit more, but still risky. I, I, I don't do as much of that. Of course, you can you can take like a lotto call, like a total gamble and be like, screw it. I don't care if this goes to zero. I'm going to swing this into FOMC or something. I did that with Tesla. I, I didn't, you know, it was a lotto, so I lost like, I don't know, like 50, 60%, something like that. Not a good trade, but I was willing for it to go to zero. Just once I knew it was going to go to zero, I got out. It's like, well, just because you know it's going to go to zero and you're okay with it going to zero doesn't mean you want to lose all the money. So take some of it back. Um, but overall stuff, oh, yeah, an FTX crash. I don't, I don't talk about the crypto too much anymore. I mean, not that I really did too much to begin with. I, I only had Bitcoin and Ethereum, still do. Um but man, the FTX stuff, the Sam Bankman stuff, I mean, just crazy. $39 billion to zero in like a 24-hour period. The largest elimination, the largest like wipeout of wealth ever. Absolutely crazy. And uh, to go from that valuation, you know, $39 billion, I believe, I, remember, I think, yeah, 39, like high 30s in the bill. Like, High 30 billions <laughs> in valuation to zero. To think of that, that's like the Dallas Cowboys, like seven times over 
in valuation to zero. That's crazy. Like multiple multiple professional sports teams. <laughs> and mo- man, most companies don't get to that size. To go to zero. So obviously not doing well for for, for crypto. More bad news for crypto. I've talked about it the last few weeks here. Uh, and even over the summer, I think maybe like a, six months ago, I was, remember kind of joking, being like, I'm selling my Ethereum at this at 2000 And I did. I sold a chunk of it. but um, Or a little bit. I don't have a lot. Oh, it's late. I took a nap um, before recording this, and it's it's uh, affecting me. I don't want to drink coffee this late because uh, sometimes I'm like, oh no, I can drink coffee late. It won't affect me. And then I've I've done it recently, and I've been staying up late. It's not good. It's my point. Um, but hey, got the microphone back. Check it out. Right, sounds better. I can feel it. I can feel it on the headphones. Um, Although I had this microphone with me when I was traveling, it was just so much a pain in the ass. I didn't have the mic stand with me. I hate it. I don't like holding it. Anyways, anyways, other major. Let's get before we get into some charting stuff. Let's talk about some other major news. Just some some small things that I noticed throughout the week. Uh, obviously, talk about CPI. That was big. Um, the 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 crypto the crypto crash. Like I said, I've been kind of annoyed with Bitcoin and crypto because it's not working as the hedge against inflation that it should. People keep saying how it's like it's it's deflationary. It's a limited asset. It's only twenty one million bitcoins. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well then, if it's ever going to work as a hedge against inflation, uh, now would be it, and it's not. So again, to me, not holding, not bearing well for its future. Everything goes in waves, and and you know, crypto could be taking a correction or a crash, just like I mean, it's no worse than what stocks have done over the years. I mean, stocks in 08 stocks in the in the early days of the stock market stock market crashing much like early days of crypto so it is what it is <clears throat> um anyways moving on uh dan ibes uh an analyst i've talked about over the years i basically realized i'm dan ibes six months ahead roughly honestly that's kind of the time frame if you've been following this show at all or following any of my podcasts or social media posts i'm like six months ahead of dan ibes <laughs> I like the guy. He's a good analyst. He's a senior analyst for Wedbush. Actually, he's the managing director, I believe, for Wedbush in New York, focusing on like disruptive tech and software companies. And so I noticed him over the years because he always talk about Square. He kind of had the same same uh, ideas about Square as a stock that I would. And so I was like, oh, cool. This guy's kind of uh, seconding what I'm saying here. Um, and so... He's at it again, recommending Google. I saw an article, it was like a Motley Fool thing where Dan Ives recommending Google um, because of all the big tech. They've been kind of still, they're trading at the best valuation. They have the highest growth potential. Again, all stuff that I've said, all stuff I've said for uh, a long time on here. Google's trading at 17 times price to earnings, which is its lowest uh, price to earnings ratio in almost 10 years. It was been 2013 since they had a, a PDE of that level. Of course, of course, Dan Ives is saying it. I've I've been buying it's the, the stock I've been buying the most on the dip right now. He also recommends Palo Alto Networks as one of his big idea top picks. Go figure, Dan Ives. I looked him up on LinkedIn, by the way. He's got a lot of followers. <laughs> um, he went to Penn State University. Went to Maryland for his MBA. Uh, he's on TV all the time. Tons of different. I mean, this guy's done tons of shit. This guy's got millions of dollars, no doubt. And he is uh, roughly six months to a year behind me at every turn. 
So thank you, Dan Ives, for for being my echo that just validates all of my my opinions with long term stocks. <laughs> um, okay, now let's get into some charts. All right, let me pull up my screen share here. That was enough BS. Oh, as far as dip buys too on the long term, I didn't think I dip. I didn't think I bought anything this week. Just FYI. Putting more cash in the account. I did start an interactive brokers account too, by the way, for your day trading options. Um, oftentimes, you're limited how many trades you can make unless you have an account under twenty five grand. And so, I've just and I've also just heard a ton of people. I know a lot of big traders that use uh, interactive brokers. So I started an account this week. I'll be funding it this week. I I think it just got like my bank account link. So I'll start funding it this week. But I've heard from a ton of big traders that that's a great platform to use you do pay to withdraw money from interactive brokers but you get a lot better fills on your contracts which offsets the cost from what i've heard so we'll see um i'm gonna do the 2k challenge with an interactive brokers account put two grand in there and just let it go because i feel like if you're gonna start options and i'm just dealing with some other people i've learned from but if you're gonna start with options two thousand dollars is a good amount because you can get into most contracts you can trade like q spy um, and a lot of the tickers I talk about, Square, for example, it may be NVIDIA, um, <clears throat> Amazon, Google. You can trade all of those um, and probably do multiple contracts with that kind of an account without like really risking too much of a percentage of the account. So I'm going to go that route. Uh, I still have my Webull, my, my Schwab, still have all my brokerages, but I just want to have a separate, like entirely you know my weeble still has like it's mostly for options but i also have a lot of like short-term stocks in there that i still want to hold not short-term but a few long-term holds in there that i want to once things get back up i'll sell them and and liquidate the cash for other stuff but anyways i digress let's pull up the screen share here bam that should be going all right cool I'm going to leave it on Square because last week I called out Square and NVIDIA for long watches. And we can see why here. Um, both continuing the trend. We had an uptrend with Square here, the pullback two weeks ago. So going into next last week, you know, I kind of kept saying if we could get above, you know, this buy setup, break above this previous candle's high, which is right about here. We include that wick. So let's say... 6364 about there and actually i've been putting in these these blue lines are my hourly levels that i set but i've been putting in a, a yellow line for these like weekly resistances so let's put one right there because that's where the buy setup got confirmed last week i forget which day that went through i think it gapped up on thursday actually because friday or wednesday i remember being in some contracts with square trying to do some calls and quickly getting out of them i, had, I learned a lesson in multi-time frame analysis real quick last week um trying to trade i was going to go long on square on wednesday i believe wednesday ended up being a really bloody day and as soon as i found it just zoomed out a little bit more i would have seen that like although the two minute time frame was showing some life if i zoomed out a little bit more you would i could have seen that we were definitely still going to be in a downtrend below a certain level and uh it didn't recover until the next day when we gapped up so got out with minimal damage luckily but here once we got above that 63.64, which happened, I believe, on that Thursday, it just carried. 
So you could have held it for the rest of the week. And honestly, if you didn't buy it, if it was just expiration for last week, it would have been a great trade. But probably could have been done one going into next week, too. We'll see how it goes. But very likely that we see some more continuation of this. Let's hope. That would be nice um, for Square. And just the overall market, I think I'm seeing a lot of buy setups here overall. So, um, yeah, let's check that uh, daily. Yeah, there was that Wednesday red day. And then it, there, wait, there we go. Nice to see the confirmation too on the smaller time frame. You know, when those line up, even more powerful of a move. So same thing. We see the buy setup on the weekly, and then on the daily too. We see the gap above red on that Thursday, and then as soon as we close above this level sixty three, bam, bam, two full days of nice trading right there. So nice to see the buy setup working out on 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 uh, Square. Nvidia. Let's check the same thing. Just for looking at how we just kind of. Go back to last week, and I remember same thing here. I was looking at that weekly resistance of 144 because we go back here. September we had two weeks of this resistance here, and then you kind of have like lighter band back in July. So 144 right here, same thing, just like square. Once we broke above it, continuation going up, and we'll see how this holds for next week. But still, I see this level being something. Um, kind of want to look for this area next for see if we can kind of go up here if we fail to go up here we'll see what happens with nvidia um let me see my notes here and there was a couple of charts i wanted to look up so those, that was just from last week obviously um just wanted to check it check in on the square and nvidia stuff from last week now let's go to overall the overall indexes for this week and how they're shaping up so i did some i did mark some levels up on these these are weekly charts, obviously. So the Dow Jones industrial average, the main one here. I have a lot of levels up above. You can see on these weeklies. I don't. I didn't go through and do. I wonder why not. Why, let's go on the hourlies. That's why. So, anyways, the Dow back in an uptrend. We had a pullback last week. By by setup being confirmed, as we cross above this thirty-three thousand. What I have it? I marked out. 33,082 roughly on this yellow line here. Um, but here's we're going to see some bam. 33,751. Let's see how the market holds above this level going into next week. Um, continue the bot. If we can kind of get above this, we could see some continuation going up. But I'm going to be looking to see if this continues. You know, last week with the inflation report, I do have confidence that like maybe the buying is going to continue for a little bit here. And not just be a little dead cat bounce. I think we might see a continued sustained move up here because of it is backed behind some inflation stuff that was some inflation data that was better. Now, if some of these earnings come out this week that are terrible, like Nvidia has earnings on Wednesday after the close. If their earnings tank, you know, all bets are off here. And then we just played the levels from you know based on price action from after that news. I probably won't be playing options on Nvidia going into their earnings call, but afterwards I will, like I just said, like after the news comes out. I'll see how price reacts and how it reacts to certain levels I have set up, and then I'll try to make my money that way. So, <clears throat> all right. Dow, hopefully it continues up. We'll see how again around at third. See how it goes past this level here, and then again we'll keep in mind that thirty-three thousand eighty-two. Once we start breaking back below, and then, of course, what thirty-one seven thirty-one to break below this sell candle here. So 
Dow Jones, check out the NASDAQ. Same thing. Nice little buy setup. Confirmed last week. We had this downtrend, kind of got out of it. Nice little pullback here. 11,151. Kind of around there. Just like the Dow, we'll see how it holds, continues past this level. But again, I'm going to be looking to see if it if it doesn't. If it breaks down, then we can short it. Uh, same, very similar setup to the Dow Jones on the NASDAQ. Same with SPY. I didn't know if I marked up my levels on SPY yet. I haven't. Just did the weekly. Same thing. Uh, all kind of setting up in that same pattern where we saw the buy setups confirmed last week. And then... We'll see how it continues for this week. Now, likely, it's going to keep going up, like I keep saying. But the nice thing about these buy setups, though, is if you go on the daily charts here, like, you could have caught these moves on the daily. So, like, Thursday morning, into late morning, you could have caught this move here all the way into Friday. So it came late, but again, a lesson in patience, what I like about using levels. It does make you patient, <laughs> no question, very patient. So it, it can be frustrating, but I like that. So, and I left the, the spy chart here a little unmarked, so I want to go and set up some levels on it. This is the weekly chart. I'll go into the hourly where I actually set levels. Excuse me. Now let's go to, far back is this? Friday. Okay. So let's just go ahead and change some of these. We'll set some hourly levels real quick. Okay, look for where the trend changes. And then we'll make sure, just to not confuse it, we'll go back to the blue here for the hourly levels. All right, where, where we see some good color changes here. We'll go ahead and set one here as it's kind of moving up here in chunks. Here, I guess I technically could one here, but it's so close, I don't care. I'm going to eliminate some of these anyways right here. We got one up here. Then we get some closes through. And honestly, you could set levels kind of in here on this chop, but when I see it like that tight, I don't like it. I like to just put one down like, here, let's kind of get this a little more in focus. Yeah, like when you see that much chop like this, I don't, I'm not going to set levels on every single one of these. Like, all right, one here, one here, one here. It's like, no, we'll just go here to where it goes back to green from the red. And then we'll start closing these as it goes up. So it closes through, closes through. And we're closing these through because it's end of day. Keep these open until end of day. And then you can kind of start closing them out. I'm just kind of setting these. And sometimes I go through and I'll set a button. I'll kind of, you'll see as I'm doing these. Uh, I'll set these levels and then I'll remove them. But even though I know I'm setting a level that that's just going to be removed, I'll set it anyways, just because it visually it helps me. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And then boom, boom, boom. Then it gaps up, so we can go ahead and delete both of these. Actually, we gap above everything, and then we'll reset the level right about here. And then I guess there would be another one here about, but I'm just gonna leave this yellow line. Because we could have another one right about here. But I'm just going to leave it as is. It's fine. And then we'll put one up here as the we get the red. Bam. That easy. That easy, folks. So there we go. Got the spy all marked up. 
Um, so as far as for trades this week, honestly, I'm going to look at SPY and Q. I kind of like trading SPY a lot lately. Uh, well, not SPY, sorry. Looking at Q. Um, made a few bucks on it end of the week last week because doing a Twitter space is with the, the Keanu Trades crew. I know Jordan pretty much trades exclusively SPY, uh, QQQ, and I kind of like that. <clears throat> um, you know, I've been a SPY hater over the year, over the last year, like I've said, but I'm getting more into trading like SPY and QQQ just because sometimes I like just catching these overall, like how the markets are moving overall and not just being subject to individual stock tickers because, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. So I, I always say it's like, I think it's it's while you're learning to trade individual tickers and keep ones on watch. And the ones that I keep on watch are ones I'm familiar with, if you haven't noticed. I, a lot of the stocks I, I watch for options are stocks that are in my long-term portfolio because I've, I'm familiar with them. I'm familiar with how they move for the most part. Um, and so, but in addition to that, like trading something like Q, since I do, I am heavy within the NASDAQ, trading and trading QQQ, which basically moves to the NASDAQ, is, is something that's worth my time. So, and the contracts aren't crazy. I like it. It moves a little bit more than SPY sometimes. Um, anyways. So I'm going to keep an eye on that one for this. Like I just want to see, and basically my overall theme for this week is seeing if this continuation keeps going for a lot of these stocks. We'll see how some of these other ones are. If, it, if I Just I'll run through a couple of these and see if I see anything that like sticks out. Nothing really with Amazon. Um, I guess we could see, if we see red here, we could see a buy. That's why I actually, yeah, I have the yellow here. Because if we see a red candle come in here next week and close below... 90.95 a sell setup could be confirmed to short amazon so keep an eye on that 90.95 level if we do get a daily confirmed close through that we could be more short side as that weekly develops you know if we, as, long, as long as we see a weekly candle develop here that very well could set up a sell setup so glad i checked that one actually same thing with google same setup as amazon and i'm sure if we go to microsoft the same thing no, actually. Cool. <laughs> um, but back to Google. Same thing like Amazon. And actually have this level set incorrectly. So let's fix it. Don't know why it's right here. Why did I put it there of all places? No. Okay. It should be down at the bottom of this wick. So if we get a close, let's make it yellow so we know it's a weekly that we're looking for. If we get a red bar, so below 83.32, which would be pretty gnarly for Google. I mean, it's a pretty wicked dip. But if we do get that, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to know what kind of prices we're heading for, but there we go. That'd be the sell setup side. So these yellow lines I'm going to set every week uh, and then kind of remove them as I need to just to kind of look for the as I'm going through like my levels on the weekly or on the hourly and looking at proactive trades, it'd be nice to see that yellow level and make, oh, cool, that's where the buy setup's being confirmed, the sell setup's being confirmed. All right, let's see some other ones here. Snow. Nothing really like I, I found like super attractive. Like Honestly, I think the most attractive bets right now are QQQ, Square, NVIDIA still, uh, and, and SPY. Let's see if SPY, yes, the SPY is the same thing. So if we just see continuation, and the reason I like those is, just if we see continuation of the upside, and if not, then we'll just play it short. So that's my two cents there. Um, and I think that's like all I'm going to have as far as some of this chart stuff goes for this week. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, now that I have interactive brokers too, I'm I'm gonna excited to be doing that because I, I I usually will trade for my phone, have charts on my laptop, and then trade for my phone. But I'm gonna with interactive brokers, I just want to make sure I'm exclusively trading for my computer, not because I don't trust myself with my phone. It's kind of true, but really, I just want to make sure that when I'm trading, I'm like focused, I'm not like half-assing it. I feel like if I'm on my phone, I can get the tendency to be a little bit of a degen where it's like, ah, I'm out doing something. Let me just, uh, I want to feel something. Let me get into a trade. So I want to just like, sometimes if I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, oh, I'll trade to get out of it. The worst thing you can do, the worst thing you can do is to try to be like, oh, let me change my emotions with trading. You want to be emotionless. So uh, I think having interactive brokers and forcing myself to do it at the computer will uh, will be a positive thing. I also need to buy like extra monitors for my laptop. I want to have a desk set up at home with all the screens and everything, but it'd be nice to have like an extra monitor or two with my laptop for travel so I could put up like in a hotel room, I, I could actually set up like a little bit like a mini trading desk or like a coffee shop, be the most annoying person on the planet. So like a mini trading desk at a coffee shop. God, how awful would that be? I wouldn't be that person, but at home, definitely be that person. All right. That's it for me. Um, if things change throughout the week, of course they will. Maybe I'll put some stuff out later on in the week. I think I'm going to eventually, I, I, I have bigger, better ideas for that, you know, where I, I do more, more research during the week for you guys, but that might be uh, more of a Patreon problem or solution. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. All right. Questions, comments, concerns, send them to me. If not, enjoy. That's all we have for this week. Let me just stop the screen share. There we go. Alrighty. Have a good week. That's it. Bye. <laughs>